Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. And this week, do you feel that? <laughs> what do you feel? Do you do you feel that? It's the full moon. And also, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker came it's out. It's the force! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, this week's episode is going to be about the rise of Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Just, Skywalker. one Skywalker. <laughs> Just one Skywalker. Just one. Just one Skywalker. It's okay. <laughs> They're all equally important. <laughs> well, no, only one one of them is rising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're obviously going to talk about um, all of Star Wars, but we're focusing on Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so mm-hmm. before we get into Episode Nine, uh, I thought it would be. Fun if we just like set our history with Star Wars a little bit. I I grew up watching Star Wars. Like I have a brother who's a year and a half older and a brother who's a year and a half younger. So we all would like like role playing with the action figures and everything together. Um, I saw the prequels at midnight when I was like thirteen, fifteen, and seventeen or eighteen or whatever. Um, so like. It's just it's been in my life for the entirety of my life, and it, it's funny because like I w- when this movie came out and when uh f- when the other two new ones came out, I noticed that like a lot of women on like social media would like post their like history with Star Wars, but I didn't like really see men having to do that. Obviously, because like women have to like prove that they like Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, like so. you have to prove your fandom essentially, otherwise you're not really a mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, but I personally love these new, this new trilogy a lot. Did you so. like the prequels when you watched them? I mean, I liked them when I watched them when I was 13 years old. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I watched them at that age, I was like, that was when all that cgi was just like starting to really become big uh so it was right. like kind of weird to watch especially when like the original trilogy was like it's like actual puppets and everything and mm-hmm. like person like actually in r2d2 whereas like the prequels r2d2 is like cgi for almost all of it i rewatched them just now right before watching uh rise of skywalker for the first time since i saw them in theaters and the script writing is probably the most atrocious script writing i have ever heard in anything ever uh (laughs) yeah i mean we'll talk about later there's also tons of racist stuff in it but um, oh no (sighs) yeah yeah but arkita what is your history with star wars so i did not grow up with star wars contrary to what anyone might believe even though i have a whole star wars <laughs> of a jedi order symbol tattooed on me um surprising so it's still shocking to me that i didn't grow up watching star wars knowing that my dad went to see the movies without me every single goddamn time and i'm like you could have started me young i was young but he did not he didn't understand that girls could be nerdy too it took him a while to get there. he's still getting it now but i didn't come into the star wars fandom until a little bit before The Force Awakens came out because at, it was around the time I had also joined Geek Girl Brunch and 
what deterred me a lot from the fandom or like getting into it was the fandom and because I realized how <laughs> was male- the <laughs> it was the fandom that was like, I don't want to join this fandom, y'all cray, 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 cray. Like, and it wasn't even everyone. It was mostly like the toxicity that you would get from the male mm-hmm. genre, if you would. Oh, and yes. I was like, okay, I don't think I want to put myself in that predicament like that predicament situation because i've already been there where it's like if i say i'm a fan of something or if i like something i'd be sitting there i'd sit there and have guys straight tell me to my face you're just a fake geek girl you're just trying to be trendy you're just xyz trying to like do whatever and i'm like even if i am like why do you care and why are you giving me so much hate so i didn't get into it until like force awakens came out and i was seeing somebody at the time my really awful ex who we do. And he was like, okay, I'm not going to let you watch this movie until you see all of it. And so we watched all of it in order of it coming out, not in order of, not in chronological order of like one through six, but we watched four through six and then one to three. So mm-hmm. I watched it and I fell in love and I was like, wow, this is a really fun thing to watch. And then for me, going into the new Star Wars um, Force Awakens and seeing it and seeing it with like a diverse fan base and also like um, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and another like female character of Daisy, female ca- lead character like Daisy Ridley, I was like, okay, I can see myself definitely getting into this because I was also getting tired of wanting to be interested in like science, science fiction or geek culture if it was only centered around Eurocentric looking people. And I was like, well, other things exist. So that's kind of my history with it and how I ended up in the Star Wars world. What about you, Jenny? Cool, bro. Um, (laughs) Jenny. (laughs) And we'll we'll talk about how toxic the Star Wars fandom is much later in the episode. But yeah, Jenny. Here's what I know about the prequels. Back flipping Yoda. Uh... (laughs) Jesus Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Um, Something about cars that go fast. Pod racers? Yes, pod racing. That's it. Anyway, I have only really watched the seven through nine, and I've only osmosis the rest of the movies pretty much through pop culture. But sure, Star Wars is good. (laughs) So I've been talking. I've been talking about this episode a lot. I'm like excited for it. And when you talk to Star Wars nerds about how they felt about Rise of Skywalker, they are very, it's impossible to get like a critique of the movie without heavy nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been talking about how excited I am to do this with you specifically, Jenny, because you have no nostalgia for these movies. Sure. And I know technically, Arcade, you don't either because you didn't like care about them when you were young. But you, but but you do have like, but you do have a love of the franchise. Yes. Whereas Jenny is just Jenny's just like seven, eight, (laughs) nine, done. Yeah. This is what I care about. That's it. Jenny is along for the ride. Yeah, so I, so I'm really excited for this because it's like it's so hard to have a conversation with someone about Star Wars without them basing their review on nostalgia without even necessarily realizing they are. But I think people you, both consciously and unconsciously compare all the trilogies. Yeah, 
right? Of course. And Aeon, but the the problem is that like nostalgic Star Wars nerd Star Wars nerds always think they're right, and they are not. Everyone thinks they're right, but mm. um, <laughs> mm, good point. True, <laughs> true. Um, but I want to just talk about our favorite scenes from the movie because it was. It ha- did have some really good dialogue and some really good action scenes. I I pretty much loved every interaction between Piffin and Poe. Um, <laughs> like they bicker like a married couple, and it's so mm-hmm. good. I feel like uh, Poe was pretty. Um, I don't know if aggro is like maybe agitated is the correct word in this movie. Um, and like it's so funny because like sometimes I hear people say that they don't like Poe Dameron, and I'm like. So you mean Why? you don't like Han Solo then? <laughs> Literally the same character, to be honest. Uh, and, like, and if they say no, no, I like Han Solo, I'm like, oh, so you're racist then? Because <laughs> it's like, what do you have? Like, I don't understand. Like, he's, he's such a charming actor. Like, what the fuck are you talking he, about? He's <laughs> like, very charming. And like in this movie, he's like really like I don't know. He's like he's like agitated and. Whatever, it's like, yeah, well, because in the last movie, he was a total hothead, and someone had to die for his mistake. Oh, no, don't remind me. Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) Oh. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ray was, like, so bad mood, and Finn was, like, always. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like that Finn had to kind of, like, mediate between them. Yes, because they're both so stubborn. Oh, God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Oh. Did you did you like what they did with Finn in this movie? Yes and no. Okay. I liked that we got to see a bit more Finn in the movie because like because he is a main character but he is not necessarily the main character. But we did get to see more of him, so I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that he he's always had like a supporting and active role within the films. But, yeah, but he's supposed think, to be he's supposed to be the main character other than Ray. He's not supposed right. to be like a supporting actor. No, I mean like his not I'm not saying like he's a supporting actor. I mean his character no, I'm agreeing as with you. Finn is oh, okay. Um but I mean I just I don't know. I wasn't super into the whole I don't know. Personally I just don't like romance things too much and him being romantically inclined with Jana after we had the whole Rose thing in the last movie. And then, like, I loved everything. I feel like if what, if they didn't disenfranchise Rose so much just to give, to put somebody else in, then I would have been okay with it. But, but Arkita, like, we can't have two women of color taking up that much space in a movie. Uh, I, that, like that. I was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, but that's, the, that's, I know, but that's exactly <laughs> it. But no, that's exactly it. I love that we got Naomi Aki. Oh my god, as I was another, so pumped. She was amazing in the role as Jana, but then like we had her, and then Rose was pushed off to the side and barely had any screen time, and I'm like, you can have both of them, and I know we're supposed to be talking about Finn, but it was like, in relation to everything that happened, I would have liked more Rose time, and I, I don't know. I enjoyed Finn a lot in this film. Like, I think this is my favorite Finn movie so far. Yeah. I like that they make, I like that they made him Force-sensitive. I, I wish that had meant he also got a lightsaber at the end. Oh. Uh, I agree. I feel like, like they did to him what they did to Leia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if he has a force, why isn't he, like, 
do up front and center more. It, like, just like Leia also has the Force, and she should have been a little sure. more like active. Yeah, let's just bump this forward from where it is in our notes because we have Finn and the Force, and we're just gonna fucking talk about it now. Yeah. Way- so like. <laughs> I actually really love this movie, mm-hmm. but I wish it had ended totally differently. I wish that what had happened was that when Palpatine had Ray and Kylo like in his grasp when they were like struggling and it was like, oh fuck, their lightsabers are on the ground. I wish Finn, who is force sensitive to Ray, I wish that he had like jumped down into that area just how Kylo had and picked up a lightsaber. And fucking killed Palpatine. And it was like, okay, Finn is who saves the fucking day. And it's like, the it would be the ultimate badassery. Because like, okay, the stormtrooper who rebelled against the entire, like, society is who ends up, yeah, destroying the Empire mm-hmm. instead of, like, the legacy. It would, I don't know. I was, uh, I is was she like, really please, a do, this, please do this, please do this, please do this. What's the point of, ma- of making him force sensitive if you're not going to use it? True. I don't think they would have ever used it in that way, but they. Sh- but I'm sure there was some other way they could have, other than him staring into the distance and being like, I feel it. <laughs> How do you know? I just know. <laughs> like, uh, that's the. <laughs> like, well, that's the nothing. thing is, technically, the force is, does run through everything and object and person within this universe. It's just based on the science of how many midichlorians you have within your body, like how strong <laughs> it flows through you. So I he- think some people reject that. Because <laughs> it's nonsense. It's canon. So I'm just going <laughs> to stick with it. I'm not arguing with what they put. Just going to leave it there. If it's genetics, I don't, think I don't likes know. It. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever anyone says. It's, it's Jedi science. Mm-hmm. Were there any any other favorite scenes? Were you guys satisfied with the ending? Or do you wish it had ended differently? I was not satisfied with the ending. I was very disappointed and unhappy. Like, the whole movie would have been worth it, even through some of the, like, cringier parts, if it had not ended the way it did. How how did you want it to end? I did not need that kiss. There (laughs) was no point for the kiss and in my head i'm like every i i really in my head okay so prefacing this i am not a raylo fan i am not a dark ray fan i am not i don't support ray and kylo kylo has been manipulative from the start so just because he because he did this one good thing at the end does not mean he gets to go to the good place he gets the medium place (laughs) at best But that's kind of like, but kisses aren't are like a reward. No. And you know I, I mean? felt, no, you're right. And it, at the same time, I'm like, everyone saw Although that the there Star Wars this... fandom does treat them as such. Yes, it does. I, I don't know. A lot of people saw it as there's been this romance kindling with them for the whole movie. And in my head, I'm like, no, there isn't. And it could just be that I'm pretty dense and I don't pick up on romantic cues very well. <laughs> <laughs> But in my head, I'm like, why are y'all force talking while he's shirtless? This is weird. Shouldn't she hang up the phone? Like, this is essentially an unsolicited dick pic. Like, I don't want it. I don't want any of it. I, well, he he didn't. He wasn't expecting it either, to be fair. Put on a robe. He owns them. But it's like, 
in my head, I'm like, okay, I understood why the kiss happened. She, that he, he did all of that. Like they both kind of did together. And then he used the rest of his life force to revive her. And he, she kissed him for that. But I'm like, you could have, in my head, if I was like, if this ended as like a hug or friendship, that would have been perfect because we already got Ben Solo back. So he's no longer Kylo Ren. Like he ended mm-hmm. like that. And if they hugged as friends, it would have meant like so much more. It would have meant more to me with their relationship than I kissed it. I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's interesting because um, so we we you know we we got Ben back, and you're saying it was the last of his life force, but it was actually the last of Leia's life force. Oh, uh, true. What do you mean? Leia dies and turns and turns into a Force ghost right after Ben saves Ray. So, like, it's the theory is something like about how, like, Leia actually like transferred like her like oh, energy into yeah, yeah. him, and that's why he actually turned good again. Wait, what? <laughs> I can see him giving the rest of his life first force to Ray, and then Leia giving the rest to him, even if it was for those last few moments of him as bet. When Ray stabs Kylo with her lightsaber, yes. that's when. Leia falls. Okay. Leia is alive only until Ben then dies. And then she, they both force ghosts away. So what are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) That, that essentially, that like, yeah, Ben like gave the last of his life force to her, but technically Leia's who did. Like what? She possessed him? Kind of. That's stupid. Okay. If it is- <laughs> Deep space exorcism. My mom won't get out of my force. Um, but also, I will say, while watching that happen, we all know I am not a Raylo fan. I do not stand it. You even said it on Ooh. your episode with uh, CB Lee and Ashley. <laughs> yep. uh, but I will say, watching that scene, I was... Like, okay, Kylo's pretty bae in this moment, and I would have kissed him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn, son! Damn! I would have given him a hug. Nah, I would have smooched. I agree with you that a hug would have been just as satisfactory, but in that moment, I was a little taken away, and I was like, okay, I I feel it. I wanted to say something, but it's going to go into the thing of consent. Say the consent thing. Okay. Um... Yeah, so, like, how I said, like, oh, um, the Star Wars Phantom kind of treats kisses as a reward. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's, I, I guess a lot of people would kiss someone if they gave their life for them, which is, I guess, what they were doing there. But, like, with the Star Wars Phantom specifically, like, there is, like, a big, like, consent issue. Obviously not in that moment, but, um... Like, in the original trilogy, like, the whole thing that people love is that it's, like, uh, like a, um, a love triangle mm-hmm. between oh. Luke and Leia and Han, even though- Gross, but yep, yes. Yes, gross, <laughs> because Leia and Luke are siblings. And yep. the reason why a lot of people think that you should watch the movies 4, 5, 6, then 1, 2, 3, instead of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, is because it ruins the surprise element of the love triangle- Right. And I don't know if you know, but, like, George Lucas has gone back and, like, re-edited all of those fucking movies so many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
the thing he should have edited is that. He should have taken out that. <laughs> like the, what, the love uh, triangle yes, in general? Yes. He should have oh. completely taken that out. Because Leia is such a badass character. And like, so there is a scene uh, when they, when Luke and Leia like first meet and Han and them all meet. And then like, they're about to like swing across this fucking thing. Okay, you know what I'm talking about when they're like swinging across like a like a barricade or whatever. Yes. And uh, Leia kisses Luke on the cheek, and she basically says it's like a reward for like saving her. But it Carrie Fisher looks so uncomfortable to be doing it. It comes <laughs> off as so cringy, and like it's literally like here is a sexual act for saving me. It's yeah, like, it's pretty gross. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I fucking hate it. And then, like, <laughs> and then Han Solo, who, like, everyone, everyone stands, like, Han and Leia is, like, oh, I, like, I, like, idolize this couple. Han mm-hmm. assaults Leia. In the scene where they first kiss, she is repeatedly telling him to please leave her alone. And then they kiss. Because he pushes himself on her. Also, he's about 20 years older than her. Eh, 15 to 20. She is 19 years old. So Star Wars, <laughs> the Star Wars fandom has a, a big issue treating sexual acts from women as rewards. I'm not really here for it. Obviously, it's a product of its time. It's, it's a product of its time. But I mean, I literally just had a conversation two weeks ago about how. But once again, th- this is where the nostalgia comes yes. in, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, well, compared to like. These movies, for example, when we talk about Poe Dameron, for example, in this movie, he's constantly asking for consent, actually, yeah. and getting rejection and not being a dick about it. Nope. Yes. Yeah, he was making and some I good faces. I find that really hot, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he's not becoming, like, one of those, well, fuck you two, you're ugly type guys. I'm like, well, he's okay with it. Like he, And then she would be like, bitch, where? <laughs> She's wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Number one, I want to cosplay that that Zori Bliss it's character. Cool. It's yeah, that's cool looking. Cool. Number two, yeah, uh, nothing sexier than enthusiastic consent, as I've said many times. Uh, yeah. Number three, yeah, Poe Dameron, best faces ever, as he's getting rejected. He's just like, eh, okay. <laughs> I tried. He's like, he's like, he does the like, can we make out face? No? Okay. We're still cool. We're still friends. I still love you. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so we totally derailed, and I'm sorry, because sometimes we derail when we're talking about consent. Jenny, how did you wish the movie ended? I wish that he they had kissed, and he had lived forever. <laughs> and- <laughs> I almost spit my water out. <laughs> what? No. What was the point of them, ki- them kissing and then him dying? Like... I agree with Akita, yeah, it should have been a hug. It was a little weird, for like, sure. Hug, just hug it out. I didn't mind it, because like you said, I did. I didn't mind it, because I, I think the funniest thing was listening to the audience so <laughs> divided as they either groaned or cheered <laughs> for that kiss. It was so funny to me, because I'm, in, I'm indifferent. I don't care either way, but that was really funny. Wait, and you were next to me. Did I groan? Yeah, you did. You're uh-uh. like, no! No! <laughs> I miss New York theaters so much because Texas theaters are so fucking boring. Like, they don't, they just don't make noises at anything. And I'm like, can I laugh out loud? Is it okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Whereas New also, York, 
everyone is like fucking yelling like in excitement. <laughs> also, Rachel and Eileen mm. rented out theater. Mm-hmm. So pure. we were in that group. Pure. Um, pure humans. Of geek girl f- yeah, geek girls. So it was great. Um but no toxic two fandom. Of the best there. Team and yeah, that's like that that's like our awesome con uh Avengers yes. party. Yeah, How very everyone similar. was like actually mm-hmm. literally screaming throughout the whole thing, but not in an annoying way. <laughs> right. Well, go back to like redemption and whatever the themes of redep- the redemption for Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo later. Um, but is there anything else you want to say about the rest of the movie? Um, yeah, I mean, we just for some reason went backwards, and that's okay. Uh- <laughs> say what you want about the relationship between Kylo and Rey, but when they fight together, it is incredible. Oh yeah, the- those like that. Yeah, like that moment where Rey gives Kylo the lightsaber was I got shivers because I'm like, hell the fuck yes! <laughs> when he has no weapon and suddenly he has a weapon, it's so good. Yeah, that was when she all of a sudden got Leia's lightsaber. Like, in my head, I was like, okay, well, there's going to be a scene when she has to give Luke's lightsaber to Kylo because throughout the whole fucking... Throughout the, this whole, like, trilogy, he keeps being like, that's my lightsaber and, like, I deserve it, so... Right. I assumed that would happen at some point, but that's, yeah, their lightsaber scenes are some of the best fucking duels in, like, all of, all nine, in my opinion. As a tool for, like, doing action scenes, the, um, what's it called? (laughs) What's it called when they, like, telepathically connect and they can pass objects to one another? Teleport? Force Skype. No, I also don't. When they force Skype, it's so great. It's 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 such a good tool for doing action. Yeah. And also, as someone who didn't watch the first six movies, um, C three PO was Chef's kiss in this one. Mwah. Yeah, she was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I do have one more thing to add. My other favorite scene in this movie was when we got to see Leia training because we never get to see her training. Yeah. Like, when we got that clip, that was, like, one of my favorite moments within the film. Yeah, and it, like, proves that she had the Force, if, as if we didn't mm-hmm. know already. And it proved that she, that she was even better than Luke was. Because she's better than these fuckboy Skywalkers. Yeah, Nobody very true. Nobody can tell me anything. I don't know if they're fuckboys so much as... Dumb boys? Completely inept with... Dumb boys. <laughs> anyone else, but... Um, the... <laughs> It was really weird to watch like the CGI over Billy Lord's face though. So so the person who played her in the um the flashback was her daughter. Right. Which is like really emotional, but I don't know why they did CGI over her face to try to make her look more like Leia when she's already her daughter. Well, it still needs to be her. It still needs to be Leia. No, but no one thought that looked like Leia. When I was watching it, I was like, who the fuck? I was like, I know this is supposed to be Leia, but I don't understand who it is. I thought it was fine. <laughs> if anything, I would say Billy Lord looks way more like Debbie Reynolds. Carrie Fisher. In my opinion, I think she looks more like her grandmother. Yeah, but, but she the, does still look uh, like her Leia. But I I'm think just saying that what, the CGI didn't make it look more like Carrie Fisher, and it would have just though. been like... Oh, I didn't, but... I don't think they were like, oh, we'll have her daughter play the character. No, Billy Lord set, like stepped up to do the role. Like she was like 
offered to do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, they were gonna CGI her face anyway. Eh. I appreciate it's not perfect yet. No, it's not perfect. I appreciate that she did it. I understand that it didn't look exactly like her, but it didn't necessarily look exactly like Billy Lord because she already has a role within this trilogy. So Right, that too, I, that would have been a little confusing. Yeah, I would have been like, um, wait, aren't you already- I think this is just me. This, this is me being like an angry, nostalgic Star Wars nerd because all uh, the other Star Wars nerds I, I've talked to are like, they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay, fine. Yeah. Someone right? with no yeah. nostalgia. Okay, whatever. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character that was introduced in this movie? I loved, uh, Dio, the little rolly robot who reminds me of my dog Padfoot. He's scared of everything. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. They they gave trauma to a little robot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I already said uh, I was super hyped about uh, Naomi Aki, but. Um, yeah like literally the whole movie i was like sitting there like waiting for her like where is she where is she where is she where is she and i like the whole concept of like other stormtroopers that decided to like leave and rebel against yeah 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 so like do you think that ray should have waited for pin and uh pin 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 and (laughs) poe to make out to to cross no to cross to cross that ocean Oh, we all. Yes. I mean, come on. We know my answer based on the Frozen episode. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to compare the two at all. <laughs> um, no, I actually do think in this in this scenario she should have waited. Uh, I, I think she, she should have at least the, like. But she has the force. No, I, I think in this scenario she should have at least like said something to them right uh because it was like all of a sudden it was like bye yeah um like at least elsa and anna like said something to each other <laughs> before elsa right. took off but anyway um i also i wanted to start talking about the psychology of ray is there anything else you guys wanted to add no let's go so um our favorite psychologist andrea letamendi mm. wrote an article about Star Wars called The Psychology of Rey, and another one about The Psychology of Kylo Ren, um, which I'm going to reference quite a few times in the next, in this episode. Yeah, we'll post it um, on our Facebook. Yeah. Um, they're really, really good. Everything she writes is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> she, like, talks, she talked about um, Rey's childhood trauma, um, which uh, she describes as in- interpersonal trauma, which is which comes from an intentional human-driven action, which is different from like trauma you get from like a natural disaster, because it's quote unquote like an assault that is deliberate um, and visited on you for a reason. So obviously, Ray's separation from her parents was very traumatic, and like she sees it as her parents abandoning her and rejecting her. Yeah, and she's because like she's, constantly yeah. waiting for them to come back and thinking that God. it's like somehow her fault that it happened, even though she was a little tiny kid. Right? It's so, oh my God, those scenes when she's just waiting for them were so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And Drea notes that, like, according to the Children's Bureau, uh, abruptly removing a child from their original home can be devastating and confusing to them and leads to long term social and emotional effects. No shit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and she also mentions that there's um, that psychology psychological resilience is our ability to mentally and emotionally cope with hardships um and everyone develops this kind of resilience and the resilient skills are competence creativity confidence character coping control and connection and she has most of those except for connection because she's all alone in the desert scavenging and just like fighting for herself so maybe that's why, like, her and Kylo are able to connect so well, because, like, he's able to, like, take advantage of the fact that she does, like, she hasn't had connection her entire life. I, he's, like, kind of preying on that. I see, but I also think that he's lonely, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think she's trying, he's tr- also trying to connect, because he's, he wants connection, too. Yeah. And, like, he, uh, yep, he certainly knows that she's been alone, and she and he tells her that she is nothing and she comes from nothing um which was rude um i think like <laughs> rude is a light way of putting that <laughs> yeah it's when this very, is what yeah. she has like spent her whole not to be frozen but spent her whole life waiting for um <laughs> <laughs> sorry um but like it's like, she doesn't know who she is, or she thinks she doesn't know who she is, because right. she's been alone her whole life and has, like, just been, like, waiting and waiting and waiting for her parents to return. And so to be, like, your parents are no one and you're nothing, and I, th- that's a very brutal thing. That's kind of an abusive thing, actually, to say to yeah, someone. it is. Especially that you're trying to form a deep connection with. Right. And I think even though she has these new connections with... Luke and Leia and Han, Han and BB-8 first of all. <laughs> BB-8. She still feels a strong her her self-worth is still connected to the fact that her parents abandoned her and and she also like cares very seems to care very much about her le- her like past. She thinks that her past is the secret to her future when it's not. Yeah, she's the one she's been waiting for her whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you brought up first. You did this to me. <laughs> Imagine being an orphan, essentially, living on like these weird little like dry dry meals that are totally gross uh, <laughs> that you've learned to like just like be able to eat. Uh, having no one but yourself, just like scavenging about, and then all of a sudden being told like you're a super important force in the galaxy yeah so like of course like all of a sudden she's gonna be like obsessed with her past and like trying to right because she does feel like she was meant for something greater i think i assume before she met bb8 she did not well yeah she always wanted to get off that planet i think and go be with her parents though even Luke had the same feelings where he was like, there's right. more to living on Tatooine the same way Ray is like, there has to be more than just living on Jakku. Mm-hmm. She's, she's lived there her whole life. And so far she's had nothing quite as promising to live for until like BB-8 comes, which is probably why she connects so much with BB-8. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this one isn't really about connection, but like in Force Awakens, there's a scene with her and Finn and she realizes how to like close the door so that the creature that has a grasp on Finn 
has its like legs cut off and isn't like about to kill him anymore. Mm-hmm. It's when like they first meet like Han and Chewie. And he's like, oh, like, like, whoa, like, how did that happen? And she just says, like, oh, the door closed. But it's actually that she, like, figured out how to close the door. And so, like, right. I don't know if that's, like, that she, like, didn't want to come off as, like, cocky or, like, that she didn't want to, like, show how competent she is or... I guess because she is hasn't been around people, she doesn't have that, like, need to show off. Yeah, like there's, that's just there's like a scene things. I always that I've like thought about for a long time when thinking about her psychology. Yeah, there's certain things we learn as human beings interacting with other human beings is how to be competitive, uh, how to be jealous. I don't think she's learned all of these things really. Yeah. Do you ever feel like she has real darkness inside of her? No. No, I don't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, where's this dark side coming from? She's so full of light and beauty and love. looks like she's thinking, though. (laughs) I don't know. I can can feel the reason why she questions the dark side, especially going into this last movie. But I, I also agree. I don't really think she has a dark side. I think they tried to play it as, like, she's connecting with Kylo. So because she can feel the connection with him, there must be some darkness in her. And granted, yes, not everyone is 100% pure and not saying that she is 100% pure, but I think the intent is there's nothing about her that is malicious like the dark side is. Right. And that's what I'm getting. So, And I think that if she had more like, let's just say Slytherin tendencies and like she was more willing to do what is needed, even if it's for the greater good, and but it's like it might be seen as a bad thing to do like but she doesn't do that ever right yeah. she she doesn't do any of those kind of actions so it was her character going to the dark side was a little weird to me the only way i can think about it is she was curious of the about the dark side maybe cuz she has right. an abundant curiosity yeah i think uh, they just wanted to be able to have some cool costume changes <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's she's a great actor she's Mwah, but <laughs> I love my chef kisses this episode guest. <laughs> so many. So one thing I always I ha- has been a hot topic is um whether Ray, especially in the second movie or right after the first movie, is whether Ray is no one or whether she is important, right? Mm-hmm. And the second movie seemed to imply that she was no one, but the third movie definitively said, No, she's somebody. Uh, she's Palpatine's th- granddaughter, right? So <laughs> the question, like, and I the know the question is, who did the do with Palpatine? <laughs> I know, in the theater, I was like, who fucked Palpatine? <laughs> SpaceX? I don't know. I don't know. No, that was one hundred percent rape, or or he paid for it, right? But what I wanted to know. In this day and age, it's really interesting because we have things like show us the Snyder Cut, which is like different versions of movies. Have you you know the the Snyder Cut? No. For Justice League? It's this <laughs> mysterious cut of the Justice League that's supposedly supposed to be better than the Justice League. Can I watch League. no cut? <laughs> no, can I, I don't think there I was will. a joke that was like, can I get a cut from a different director? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which would I think that would have been better, but but like there's this like 
um, with trilogies constantly switching mm. directors, like people like to imagine what a movie would have been with a different director, or if the studio hadn't like interfered or whatever. So, would you have would have rather had Ray be no one or Palpatine's granddaughter? I mean, I I understand why. Okay, I personally <laughs> am fine with either. Mm-hmm. I'm f- like I'm fine with either because I just love Ray so much that I would be. F- Interested to see wherever her story went, but I understand also why the movie made her Palpatine's daughter, granddaughter. Why granddaughter? I don't understand. Well, why not? Well, how about you <laughs> talk about your feelings first? You talk about your feelings first. I personally would have preferred that she was no one. Mm-hmm. Which, in my head, I'm like, I would have preferred she was no one because in the first two movies, it followed like, like she, it's it's playing that she is essentially no one, and at the end of it, she ends up taking on the Skywalker last name when they're like, who are you? I'm Skywalker. Sorry if you haven't seen it. Super spoilery. But it would have been, been nicer if this whole episode. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just saying that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like it opens up a whole new can of worms, which who knows if we'll get to see if there's going to be some kind of like mini series or cartoon series that comes out from, from this um, about her like wanting to dig deeper into who pal or pal her Palpatine type past, and I feel like if she was no one, she wouldn't have to like. She would realize then that she wouldn't have to keep looking to her past because of all these things that have happened. That's just how I feel. I feel like she she because of the kind of person that she's like developed over the last few movies is she's like the kind of person that keeps looking at her past, and now that she knows she's a Palpatine, like. I mean, technically, she considers herself a Skywalker, and nobody else knows she's a Palpatine. I think Finn knows. I don't know. But, or Leia knew. Maybe she told Finn. But nobody else knows, and I'm like, well, what happens if it gets out? Is there going to be, like, some kind of, we don't trust you anymore because you're a Palpatine? I mean, I I don't think that the conclusion of the movie implies that she would end up trying to look into her Palpatine past. Like, it seemed like it was pretty, like... I'm moving on now. Like when she said, like she's a Skywalker. I agree. I think she was essentially doing what what Luke did by like throwing down his lightsaber and refusing to fight Vader or Darth Sidious in uh, Return of the Jedi. I think that she is like she got a dope ass new lightsaber. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She. I think at the end of the movie, she took steps to say she's not a Palpatine and she's not determined by her blood and. Drea says in her article that self-determination is an important psychological cons- concept that refers to our ability to make personal choices and manage our own lives. And it plays, and this ability plays an important part in our mental health because it allows us to experience control over our surroundings, relationships, and future. So when we think that we have control of the outcome of something, we feel motivated to take action and solve problems. That's true. And not to just give up. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. How did, So how did you feel about her being Palpatine's granddaughter? I know that some criticisms was that it was repetitive in terms of it just repeated um, Luke's kind of arc. Yep, I don't care. That too. <laughs> Once again, I think that's okay. It's, a, it's for a new generation. If it tells the same story, basically, then whatever. Um... I think that it's fine, and I think I would have been happier with it if Finn's 
force powers had been more prominent and like yeah. active in the story because the problem I have with she's the granddaughter of Palpatine is that when you have legacy stories like that and the stories are about only white people Mm -hmm. then it just continues that story about white people only you know what I mean yes absolutely like it I mean the concept of her being no one that they were trying to show in The Last Jedi was really cool because it's like oh like anyone can be a Jedi Um, and then they showed, there's like a scene with like the little kids, uh, the orphans on, uh, Batu. Batu. Yeah. Thank you. And it's like a little, I think it's like a little black kid who like says it, but then the little white kid is the one who has the lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay. So (laughs) like even in this like beautiful, like thing they're trying to say, like they're still only showing like little like all the white kid uh, with a lightsaber. So that's the problem, I think, with legacy stories like that. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what they were doing with Last Jedi was really cool. Um, there was an in just like an enormous amount of pushback from it. So like, I don't know. I, yeah, I understand why they made her Palpatine's granddaughter because there was just like there's just so much vitriol. After Last Jedi right. came out, about how bad the movie was, even though I—I I mean, I thought that movie was fucking great. I enjoyed the Last Jedi a lot. Like that one, one is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, not toxic, nostalgic fanboys liked that movie a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people were just like, it didn't make any sense, and like, why? Like, just like such heavy critiques of it. They were just like, okay, can you just like have fun and like separate yourself? Like <laughs> that too. Like, like, it's like, a when, movie. like when Force Awakens came out, everyone was like, why is it just a retelling? And then I was like, okay, let's tell this story that's like very Star Warsy, but not a, like that's just like very different. And then everyone was so mad about that. So I was like, okay, let's yeah. go back to being fan servicey in this one. And everyone was super pissed about that. So it's like, well, I mean, you can't make anyone happy. What yeah. uh, do you want to happen? Yeah. <laughs> so I personally was just like whatever i don't care i don't mind fan servicey as long as the movie's still fun so right Mm -hmm. and at the same time why are you being so pissy if you had a star wars movie or whichever trilogy it is you preferred or like it's not ruining the whole fandom you can still watch it and just be alone and miserable like watch it and be (laughs) happy with it but like but it's like star wars comes out every few generations and this is a new film for a new generation Sorry that your older prepid body can't experience happiness anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been almost impossible for me not to have enjoyed Rise of Skywalker because of how many nerdy women that I know got into Star Wars because of this new trilogy and how many like times I have talked about Rey or like Finn or just like any of the characters from the new trilogy and like fucking like like star wars nerds who think that they are completely right slash are completely white um ha! like who like are like well ray is just a mary sue and I am finn is like pointless like, so, like, what mary the fuck sue. are you talking like yeah so like the like i loved force awakens so much and like i felt so strongly about ray's character and so connected to her and then like walking out of the theater it was just like immediately critiques of her character and about how like how can she like wield a lightsaber like 
why does she deserve to do that? Like, she has no, like, character development. Like, she, like, she was a fucking orphan who had to, like, struggle her entire life. Luke, Luke was, Luke had a family. Like, Luke had a family. Like, yeah, okay, like, they all died, sure. <laughs> but, but, like, yes. not until he was, like, MTD. 20 or 19 or whatever the fuck. That's still fucked up, but, um. Sure, yeah, it's fucked up. But, like, but trying to claim that, that he had a harder life than Ray, which is the argument that I hear so often, is wild. No, he did not. You know whose opinion mattered the most? Yours. Yours, was- because you have no nostalgia for the movie. Little girls who love Ray. That's yes. whose opinions matter. Little girls who grow up watching Ray and fall in love with her and the story. Yes. That's who whose opinions matter, in my opinion. Exactly. Um The last thing I want to say about Ray was that I was I really liked the story when they went down into the caves or the sand caves or whatever and they encountered that uh creature. Oh yeah. And it's instead of killing it immediately, she like realized uh it was injured, healed it, and let it go. And I like one. It was a way to show, foreshadow the healing, obviously, but two also showed what kind of person she was. Yeah, you previously said she's not a Slytherin. What do you think she is? <laughs> do you want to say she's she, a, I think she's a Gryffindor? I, I think feel she's like a she's a Gryffindor. I don't. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I think she is first House Puff, second House Gryffindor. I feel like Finn is definitely a Hufflepuff. Finn is hundred Finn, Finn is hundred percent a Hufflepuff, a f- but well, the thing is that like, but Ray, I don't. I mean, there's just like little moments where like Ray could be getting like props for what she's doing, and she just doesn't point out anything that she's doing. Which like a Gryffindor would be like, hey, see that cool shit I just did. <laughs> like Poe, like Poe is a fucking Gryffindor. Like Poe is like, <laughs> yeah, yes, there's no doubt about that. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So yeah. I'm realizing now that houses have a lot to do with how you interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And because she's been isolated for so long... She's hard to place. Um, she's hard to place. Yeah. So, where it's interesting. Whereas Finn, who, you know... <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff, so I feel like I can say this. Finn is in the other house because he was a uh, stormtrooper. And they're just all, like, uh, <laughs> just one unit all together marching about. <laughs> Are you saying Finn's a Slytherin? No, a Hufflepuff. Oh, because Hufflepuff is like house. the quote unquote like other house, like the oh, I know the rest, right? the rest <laughs> of you go there, and so like the stormtroopers all have, like wear masks and don't have a personality, so it's like you go th- whatever. Hey, that's rude. I'm just making fun you. of my own house, okay? That's internalized house phobia. I was thinking house. Finn is a Hufflepuff because of the reason that he was a stormtrooper and he left that life. Yes, and he wants to now that he's part of the resistance, he wants to make sure that. Like, nobody else has to, like, live that life or be at the will of the Empire or the Order anymore. He cares so much and it's like, I don't want to see this happening to other people. That's why. Or, like, exactly. He cares so much about his friends. Everything I said was 100% a stereotype joke of what a Hufflepuff is. And everything okay. you said is 100% what a Hufflepuff is. <laughs> oh, my God. We're on the topic of Harry Potter. Can we sidetrack about the mole? Like, the what? The, the infiltrator? Um, Hux. Oh, yeah. Hux. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so, oh, my God. When that happened, and I was like, well, who's, who, who's, who's really the spy? 
And it was him, and I was like, holy fucking shit. He, yeah, he was a character I didn't, like, outwardly love, but I, like, I every time him. he appeared, he was like, oh, that's fu- he's, a, he's a funny dude. <laughs> Who was also in Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, he was. Wait, um, who's he in Harry but- Potter? He was Bill Weasley, the older older brother. Oh, older, older. You're, yeah. Other, yep. the other redhead of Ron Weasley. The other of the redheads. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. He didn't have the wild hair in this. So He had red hair in this. Wild. He wore hair. Oh, wild. But I thought that it was interesting that he was the one to play the mole. I was a little disappointed, though, that his only reasoning for that was that he just didn't want Kylo to win, because I was really hoping that there would be, like, a good guy on the inside. No, I was not hoping there would be. He's an asshole. He's not a a good guy. In the other movies, he was not a good guy. I like the fact that it was just, like, that was Slytherin, man. That was, like... Yeah, I I loved it. Yeah. I like that his reasoning was just, like, I just don't... I just don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, punch me or shoot me. I didn't me want him to be. Re- I loved that he like wasn't actually redeemed. It was just like, oh, uh, thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> See ya. Because <laughs> uh, not everyone uh, is redeemable. <laughs> can I talk? Oh, well, speaking of, um, do you think Ben is redeemable? No. What do you think? He um, belongs in the medium place. Danielle? It's funny that I said that because I actually do think everyone's redeemable, but uh, <laughs> 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 almost, almost everyone. Um, right. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theories about like him like having been abused, and um, I think part of it is in the co- like there's some like prequel comics or something. Yeah, yeah. Because Drea referred to some kind of comics about how Snoke used to abuse Ren. Yes. So yeah, like, like snow abuse, and then like also like I don't know, like waking up to your uncle about to murder you because that he too. like sensed <laughs> that there was darkness in you, even though you never right. did anything bad in your entire life. <laughs> like that's pretty fucked. I will yeah. say that uh, I was talking with a friend, and she, who was a social worker, was saying that's one of the cases where it's like you instantly perceive a child to be bad, and then they're like. Well, then they rebel even more. They're like, well, if you already think I'm bad, I'll show you just how bad I can be. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Where that all kind of... I do also understand why his character died in the end, because it was like... I mean, he kind of says it when he's talking to Han. I was like, I don't really like... He's like, I can't really go back. Like, I don't... Especially right, if, if Leia dies, like, there's... What's he going to do? Go back? Like, be like, okay, like, I saved Rey, so, like, you guys should all like me now. It's like, no, dude, you killed a fucking lot of people. <laughs> like, just because you saved Ray doesn't mean that you didn't kill a lot of people. Uh, right. I don't think it would have been a bad thing to have him stay alive and, like, do, like, acts of good and kindness until... And I don't know, there's... Obviously, there's no way to... There's no rule for when you're redeemed, right? But if he had changed... And just lived a good life helping other people. I wouldn't have hated that. Yeah, like... But I did say at one point, because he killed his dad, that the only way in which he could redeem himself is to die right after doing an act of goodness. And that is exactly what happened. (laughs) Um... I don't care that it was that he killed... I mean, look, I was very upset when he he killed Han Solo. Um, I actually... 
right before uh, going to see uh, Rise of Skywalker. It's the first time I've ever actually watched that scene because every other time I close my eyes. I, like, I, won't, I won't watch it. <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I don't think that like redemption means er- erasure of what you've done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, like myself, like I'm a recovering alcoholic and like there are things that like I did when I was an alcoholic that like I really hate about myself. Um, nothing so egregious as like killing someone, but mm-hmm. just like, uh, you know, like my like mood swings were like much different or like, I, like I got angry or much easier or like sw- whatever. Um, sure. but like, like you, like anyone who like has been through AA, which I haven't, but like there's obviously like the eighth step is when you go back and apologize to people. Right. One of uh, the next steps is that you basically like don't be an asshole anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the last step is that you basically like continue not being an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, so like redemption, like in like to me is like okay, like recognizing the wrong that you have done and just continuously learning from that so right. you don't do that again and like mm-hmm. if someone is like well you really hurt me in this way previously like you have to be like yes yes i did like, right so like if kylo ren were to have survived like for the rest of his life he would have to be like yes yep yes. i fucking murdered yep, that person but like yep. that's not who i am anymore mm-hmm. let me show you who i am now and it's kind of mm-hmm. like up to people to either forgive him and move past that or else not true and also, like, if you've been a victim, you don't necessarily have to forgive your abuser. No, or exactly. Welcome them back into your life. So exactly. that's another thing you would have to deal with. Yes. Not everyone would be willing to forgive him. So, like, if he had lived, there's kind of no place for him other than to be a hermit somewhere. That's what I was thinking. I unless was like, he's willing he to move? do, like, unless he's able to do, like, a lot of, a lot of, uh, work <laughs> resistance work yeah well i mean he's like a powerful guy so i'm like he could fight yeah i i wanted to address a couple other things that um drea talked about in the psychology of kylo ren um like how he has a helmet like vader and he obviously uses it as a mask obviously and takes it off and on puts it on at the specific times I, I <laughs> want to say something danielle did no one explain to him how Vader's story ended? That Vader <laughs> e- that Vader ended up like saving Luke and becoming a Force ghost in that last "quote unquote" redeemable act. Uh, that's not what he remembers, I guess. Like, why? <laughs> like, if he's like basing his whole identity on Vader, like, why isn't he doing it on like what Vader actually decided to do after he was done being manipulated by Palpatine? Because we remember what we want to remember about people. Well, it's not really remember. Right? He never met Vader, but uh, yeah, or know about. That's like the, the, yeah. the one thing I've never under that I really did not understand about this trilogy. I was like, why is he imitating Vader when that's not actually who Vader wanted to be? I don't know, bro. Well, continue. <laughs> well, uh, Drea also said that uh, so it's like the mask serves to hide his true identity and also. Um, connects him to his idealized persona, which conveys power, mysteriousness, um, and 
he can use it. He uses it to enhance his capacity for violence as well. Um, and studies in social psychology have shown that covering our faces increases the likelihood that we will engage in antisocial and unlawful acts, which makes sense. It's called uh, when you use a disguise to hide your face and increase anonymity and lower inhibitions. It's called uh, de-individuation. So that that's an interesting thing about masks that I hmm. liked from her article. But sometimes you wear a mask because you don't want to be doxxed by right wingers. So that too, <laughs> that too, bro. <laughs> so. um, another thing I wanted to talk about from her article was um, primary and secondary emotions, which I have never really heard of. Do you guys know what that is? No. So primary emotion is the initial feeling we experience in a situation, and secondary mm. emotions are the reactions we have to primary emotions. So if I am sad, but I'm mad that I'm sad, the <laughs> secondary emotion is the madness. Mm-hmm. And we all feel that. We all have emotions followed by emotions. And then, that it, honestly, it, it makes a spiral, right? Yeah. So for Kylo Ren... Uh, Drea talks about how he feels, he, he does feel sadness and um, loneliness and desire for love. And I'm sure he is, he gets mad that he needs those things. And those secondary emotions are rage and guilt and shame. And then, like, it's a continuous circle of feeling those kind of emotions. And if we are able to recognize what our secondary emotions are and what our actual primary emotions are, we can address our primary emotions and also realize that usually we, we don't need to feel bad about feeling emotions because we cannot help feeling certain emotions. It's how you react to those emotions that's important. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, um, but Kylo Ren yeah. is a good example of men not being taught how to express their emotions. Right. I thought he was the perfect villain, redeem- <laughs> redeemable or not, for this generation, yeah, when right. you think about it. And I think that what you just said, it goes hand in hand with that. And he kills his dad because he wants to get rid of the thing that can tempt him, tempt him toward the light, which he sees as, which he like sometimes feels a connect, like, like he wants to go toward, and he gets rid of that connection. Then he stays on the dark side. Yeah, he gets rid of that connection, but also I feel like he is abusive, but he's also in an abusive relationship with like with it with Snoke and Palpatine and all of that. Like they do abuse him for and he and he does like he does these things to stay. That's kind of how I see it. No? See what those does what things? Like when he the the order to kill his father was from Snoke, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. And it's like in order to show that you truly belong or can live up to the legacy of Darth Vader or all of those things, like you have to do this. And that's a very abusive thing to tell somebody who's already got had so much trauma happen to them. Go and kill your parent. Yeah, I see it as like he's been abused. He's in an abusive relationship and he kind of tried to pass some of those toxic traits off while he was like for Skyping with Rain, which is. That's that's also why I'm not a big Raylo fan, but like I digress. Also, I I mean I will say that like I don't think it's any more irredeemable 
to kill your father versus killing anyone else. As much as I, I mean, I love my father, but like every every life is like equal values. <laughs> it's like I think it's more fucked up to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill my father," but I don't think it's less. Like, it feels more irredeemable to me. Can, I mean, it can, but like, why is Han Solo's life more important than Arquita's? I guess it's not about the importance. It's about the horror of realizing that he is willing to kill someone he actually has a connection with. I don't think so. I think killing anyone is like equally fucking... <laughs> right, but <laughs> like if you can kill someone, that's... Uh, I don't really care who it is. <laughs> you're, you're right. Both would be bad. It's just that... But yeah, I also think that Han represents... When you're saying like him going towards the light, I think it represents him going back to his mother because Leia is the person that he like he, he was closer with Leia, I think. And if he had stayed with her instead of them sending her sending him away to be with Luke, right? He might not have ever like No, I don't dead. think so. Yeah. Right. That sucks. But you never know what's going to happen when you do things. <laughs> um sorry. Chaos theory. The last thing I want to talk about was I want I want to read this line actually from Reyes, Dreyas I said Reyes, from from article. Um, we all have moments of self doubt, hatred toward ourselves, and mistrust of others. Um, we if we have been hurt, we want to strike others. We want to lash out. We want to scream of rage. Um, the conflict between light and dark side, so- the d- light and dark side lives in us, manifesting simultaneously in the self-protective urge to destroy one another and hope that people unconditionally care about us, nonetheless. So his darkness is psychological pain, uh, and for those of us who live similar suffering, such as clinical depression, we experience moments of feeling stuck in our despair, and some individuals feel they have one option when they feel stuck and they want to get unstuck choose a side either stop trying to be better stop trying to find good within ourselves um stop trying to be happy i'm no longer quoting her i'm just (laughs) rambling but um uh but basically like let the darkness take us yeah or the other side but especially if you're an abuse victim mm -hmm. like can't escape what's happening right so And so the fallacy of the light versus dark side lies in the notion that we can fundamentally be characterized by one side. Uh, Is that a quote fa- or you? F- that's a quote. Um, we fail by believing in the myth that we must be good 100% of the time by not allowing ourselves um, mistakes or lapses in judgment. Cause, so basically, we have to be able to realize that we make and mix mistakes and we will occasionally be on the dark side but we'll never be fully on one or the other we are constantly working to be on the light side doesn't mean we're always successful but as long as you try i think you're doing your best yeah good shit yeah can't disagree with drea it's not it's not it's not in my uh blood to be able to (laughs) (laughs) um okay what else do we want to talk about Rose Tico. So I did read an article that they talked about how Rose were was supposed to be in more mm-hmm. scenes with Leia, but because the CGI for Leia didn't come out as well as they wanted it to, they cut those scenes. But they didn't try very hard, did they? No. <laughs> they didn't try very hard. No. So Kelly Marie Tran is... 
the first woman of color with like a major role in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. It took till episode eight to get that. Right. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty pathetic, but whatever. Um, so she faced major backlash. I mean, if you if you like Star Wars, you know this fucking information already, probably. Yeah. But like, she faced major backlash after that movie from people who were like, "Her character is boring. Her character is this and that." But uh, but like, a lot of it was racism um, and sexism, right. whatever other horrible ism. Uh, like to the point where she deleted all of her social media, mm-hmm. which like might not sound like that big of a deal, but it is to constantly be in harassed online, to yeah. be threatened. Like mm-hmm. that's a big deal. There's a tornado watch here. So, oh wow, it <laughs> <laughs> just started like pouring. Uh, it's a no. It's okay. Nothing's gonna happen. Um. Yeah. So I- I've seen like people say like. Oh, I wish that they had killed her off and kept her sister in because her sister seems so much more interesting. I'm like, how can you tell that from that 30 second opening scene? Huh? Yeah. At, like, also, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, they should have just not killed her sister and kept both in so we could have had two Asian women in the movie. Uh, right. <laughs> and it is unfortunate that her sister did die. But I will say, if there was anybody that embodied the resistance out of all the other characters, it Mm -hmm. is Rose. She is fighting because she's already lost so much. She's lost her entire family. The movie starts with her sister dying and she's working with the resistance to like stop the empire from taking over. And then not only that, like she catches Finn trying to leave and she's like, you can't do this. I just lost my sister. We are fighting for something. So I don't understand why she's getting any flag. If anything, she had one of the best characters in this Star Wars. Yeah, I loved her. Star Wars trilogy. I loved her. And I went into this movie, you know, after how horrible her treatment was afterwards, uh, after Last Jedi, so hopeful to see like so much of her. And I was so disappointed that they completely si- sidelined her. I just don't think they knew what to do with her. Like, because it was, it was like Ryan Johnson's baby, like, character. So, like, and then they were like, who's this character? I don't need her. She'll be on, she'll stay on base with Leia, who's not a, who's not actually there. And also, we'll probably cut that, those scenes anyway. And it's just, and like, I just, I just remembered the moment in The Last Jedi when, um, Finn was gonna sacrifice himself, and she's like, "Fuck no, I don't think so, bitch." Um, <laughs> and like, that was such a powerful moment. Um, and yeah, you're right. It fucking sucks that like she has two lines in this fucking movie. Yeah, and and like, and one of the biggest scenes she's in is Finn basically treating her like she's a dog and being like, "Stay, Rose," or, 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 right? or "Go back, Rose. Go back, Rose." I was like, "The what the fuck is this?" Which obviously yeah. is not anything having to do with Finn, but the writing right, of that. Yeah. It was extremely disappointing. I mean, I want to talk about what, what she wrote in her op-ed, her op-ed in uh, the New York Times. I don't want to go too deep into this rabbit hole, but like it, remi- like, it reminded me of the Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. situation, like what happened after the uh, prequels came out and how hateful everyone was to Ahmed Best. So just like at, like I mean, like like yeah, like that was definitely a racist caricature. I don't think that he went into it like with any. I mean, he's a he's a black man. Like he did not. 
that was not like his intent. It was just how the fucking script was written. And like, he mm-hmm. tried out like different voices and like, that's the voice that they chose. And that was like a voice that he had done like with his kid, like to make like his kid laugh and stuff like that. Um, are you familiar with Jar Jar Binks at all, Jenny? I already know about the backlash. I don't really know why. So there, so there was, okay. So they basically, they found this actor, um, through Stomp. Do you know Stomp is? Oh. Stomp is like, um, uh, Broadway yeah. or off Broadway? I don't know. It's, I don't know Doesn't if it's matter. Broadway or off Broadway, but it's been around for a long time. So it's I think a production. It's still going. Yeah, it's a production that's been around for a long time. He was on Stomp. They saw him there. They asked him to audition for the role. Um, mm-hmm. they told him everyone would fucking love this character. The only other, <laughs> the, like, the only other black men in Star Wars up until that point were, was just Lando. And you had right. the voice of James Earl Jones. The voice, yes, sorry. The joyous, the <laughs> voice of James Earl Jones, even though when you took the helmet off, it's not James Earl Jones. Right? <laughs> I would have um, really liked it if it was James Earl Jones, because he's so gorgeous. Yeah, but then the whole he series really would have had to have been about a black legacy family. <laughs> yeah. Can't have that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we get Sam Jackson in the prequels, which is basically like saying mm-hmm. the only way that you can be a black man in Star Wars is if you are already a A-lister black man. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Jar Jar Binks is obviously not he. So so just like Maskatana is like so Lupita Nyong'o is technically the first like major black actress in a Star Wars movie, but they turned her into like an orange an alien alien. Yeah. Instead of letting her be a black woman. So like Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks is an alien. He's not actually a black man, but he's clearly written as a racist kid. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, there's well, a huge I backlash. Never, there, were, there, were webs- there were websites that were like, I hate Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks must die. Like things like that. And like, if you were to make a website like that, that long ago, you had to have some fucking free. T- <laughs> I mean, like, it was- it's not the same thing as doing it now. Right. Like, it's very different. And so, like, the actor took it very personally, obviously, mm-hmm. which, like, I don't know how anyone wouldn't be able to. I mean, there are still people now, today, who post, I hate Jar Jar Binks as, like, Facebook statuses. Yeah. And it's like, n- no, they should be posting, I hate George Lucas for making that fucking character and other racist caricatures in the prequels. Ideally, like, you would want to try and remove your own feelings from... Yes. Ideally, ideally, like, if you I, the ideally yes, but the backlash from Jar Jar Banks was so intense. There's no way that the actor could have done that. Yeah, um, that's I even remember yeah. being young and hearing about that too. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't watching Star Wars at that time, but I remember being young and hearing about that, and I didn't really know until recently when I watched the video, and we'll share that video of Ahmed Best coming forward about how it impacted his life because he's a creator he's an artist so whenever he put something into his work he was putting like his heart and soul he was giving it his 100 or 110 percent so like when you it's not even that they critiqued jar jar binks like there was so much hate towards it just the same way that there is so much hate towards kelly marie trans character that when he talked about wanting to to end his life like it it makes you really question humanity and i've already said it so many times human humans suck if earth ended i'd be like cool fine but like 
to push to say so many things about a character and a person you don't know that it pushes them to the brink of wanting to end their lives and nobody thinks twice about it and everyone is like well no i'm just criticizing that character not the actor i'm like you have to realize that when people are putting their creations out there it is an extension of themselves so when you critique it you should critique it kindly but you shouldn't like like there are ways to critique things and there are ways to not critique things and i could see that when they're talking about jar jar binks they're not critiquing it they're they're just being assholes and they're being malicious and evil and cruel in their intent of what they're saying about well there is also a lot of racism that went with it because he essentially was seen as a racist caricature it ended up a lot like a lot of like the vitriol towards it was basically the same type of vitriol that is thrown at black bodies all the time. So he didn't just take offense to it as like Jar Jar. He took offense to it for those reasons as well. Just like Kelly had like okay. a lot of terrible things. But uh, Ahmed Best now um, is very, uh, he's a, like a mental health advocate and he has like his own YouTube channel where he like talks about like his experience so that hopefully, like, other people can, like, um, hear what he went through and not have to go through it. And he has been very vocal about what happened with Kelly as well and how he feels about that. And one of the things he said is that, like, when all that hatred was coming out about him, basically, the studio didn't really do anything to protect him. Which mm-hmm. that is, I think, maybe the biggest problem. Like, Lucasfilm's could have done more for him and they could have done more for her. I would like to um, kind of sideline this discussion for the toxic fandom discussion, if we can. Yeah. Um, The only thing I want to say is that I still am an advocate of trying to... I think the problem was attacking his character, but also they they were attacking him and they were attacking Kelly, not just their characters. So... I think that, for example, a lot of people hate Kylo Ren, right? Yeah. Like, hate him. We hated, like, the Dark Phoenix. Are the character, are the actors supposed to take it personally that we think their movie is shitty? Or their character is shitty? If we are able to separate them? Because we love Adam Driver. People are pretty good about separating him from Kylo Ren. I think it's... He still, he still gets some hate, I'm sure, because he's, like... Like, not the most conventionally attractive man, too, is part of mm-hmm. it. But, like, most people are able to separate his character from his actual uh, person. Yes. But in Kelly's... Um, in, in Ahmed Best's... Situation, they do not. And in, in Ahmed Best's situation, it ruined his entire career. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, like, and in Kelly's, like, the, like, the opening to her op-ed is, like, it wasn't their words, it's that I started to believe them. Their words seemed to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me, that I belonged in margins and spaces valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories. So it's a little bit different than, like, hatred towards Kylo Ren, because it's like, no one... People just didn't fucking like him. It it wasn't like they were like, why is he a main character or anything right. like that. Like The reason why someone hates someone is also yes. another... Yeah, exactly. That's also important. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think this is one of those things where it benefits as being a white man and where like he he is able to have like a pursue to pursue a career and act in all these things where like like you said it ruined Ahmed Best's career and 
Kelly Marie Tran deleted all of her social media. Like, yes, we don't like the Kylo Ren character. At least I don't. I can't say every other fan of this fandom dislikes him, but the people that do hate him, like, like it's not the amount, the amount or percentage of people that hate and direct that date towards Adam Driver is not nearly the same as the hate that Kelly or Ahmed got. I yeah, yeah. but yeah. In- <laughs> interestingly enough, Adam Driver also does not have social media because anxiety is so fucking oh. bad. Yeah, well, he's yeah, he's he's a he's a little special soul. Um, but- <laughs> I, I wish I didn't have social he's media a, a lot of the time. Anxiety is. Uh- I know he's a special, sensitive soul, and I love him. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to move on to Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, also, I apologize, Jenny, for all the thunderous rain in the background of my thing. And if you're not able to edit it out, sorry, everyone, it's raining. Rain happens. Uh, That's okay. Uh, okay, so we're we're gonna end our podcast talking about Carrie Fisher because Carrie Fisher is our space mom and space queen and space general and the best. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, how, Jenny, are you, how familiar are you with, like, Leia in general or, like, just anything about her, Carrie Fisher or anything? I know Carrie Fisher more than I know Leia, I would say. That's, fair. That's I mean, fine. I mean, you didn't watch the original. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Leia was obviously like, a total fucking badass watching those movies. Um, it's no wonder fucking thousands upon thousands of people cosplay her. Um, <laughs> like rewatching them, I was like, I was trying to find like the cringeworthy, cringeworthy things, and all of them were about like Luke or Han's interactions with her, or else like the ways that they would like make her pose or something like that. And uh, but everything she said, I was like, total fucking badass. <laughs> um, but Carrie Fisher herself is like a or was a huge advocate, uh, a mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, she had bipolar disorder, which she found out in mm-hmm. her mid 20s. Um, at first, like when she found out about her disorder, she was like, she wouldn't accept it and she felt like a lot of shame for it. Um, and then mm-hmm. later she got, she was told the same disorder again. And then she, like, ever since then, she, like, very, she was, like, kind of, like, proud about it and would just, like, endlessly mm-hmm. talk about it. Uh, <laughs> which is, like, pretty cool. She's also, like, an alcoholic and a drug addict, um, more specifically, like, uh, Percodin, which is, like, a prescription opioid. Yeah. But she's a, a lot of people who know things about Carrie Fisher know about her because of her mental health work. Um, mm-hmm. A quote. Well, my, my favorite quote is probably uh, in her memoir, Wishful Drinking, uh, which is, one of the things that baffles me, and there are quite a few, is how there can be so much lingering stigma with regards to mental illness, specifically bipolar disorder. In my opinion, living with manic depression takes a tremendous amount of balls, not unlike a tour of Afghanistan, though the bombs and bullets in this case come from the inside. At times, being bipolar can be an all-consuming challenge, requiring a lot of stamina and even more courage. So if you're living with this illness and functioning at all, it's something to be proud of, not ashamed of. They should be issuing medals along with a steady stream of medication. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Arkita, are you familiar with Carrie Fisher's anything? Advocacy? Just yes. I, just I, want, am, I was like, where are you going? I'm yes, just pointing at you as well. you want to say anything. I have all of the books on my wish list to read. I just have not purchased them yet or borrowed them from the library yet to read. But they are on my reading list. Yeah, Postcards from the Edge is like the most me book 
ever. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, she like she's an advocate for medication. Some some people shamed the fact that she had like drugs in her system when she died because it's like well she was supposed to be sober or whatever. But it's like that's not how mental illness and being like in recovery works. Uh, yeah. And she was someone who like really preached that like like disorders don't just go away just because someone seems to be doing good. Like it's mm-hmm. something you have to like always be working at. Right. Yeah, and she's she's just a good role model for people who are bipolar to look up to and think I can be successful. I can be I can live a a, a successful life. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah, uh I like I also love all like the uh flipping off memes of her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like a real rebel. A genuine oh, like rebel. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people embody and see Carrie Fisher as princess or princess general Leia because because of how amazing she is in these films and how even more amazing she is. She has been in her lifetime in being such a great advocate for mental health, like not even just mental health, but also like she said, addiction, because just like all of that, it is a journey and there are times when yes you relapse but like as long as you continue fighting it's the same thing with mental health not every day is going to be perfect but if you're living with this and you still have the guts to get up every day and live a life that in itself is a huge accomplishment so like being able to appreciate that like you've survived the next day and you're willing to go keep going and i think that's why that could just be one of the reasons that many people like really love Carrie Fisher and I think that's one of the reasons that I like her a lot mm-hmm. yeah um I'll just say one more of her quotes which is stay afraid but do it anyway what's important is the action you don't have to wait to be confident just do it and eventually the confidence will follow <laughs> it's just very good you know what's interesting that I um learned today and uh that's similar to that, that I learned today in therapy is I was talking about how I don't feel confident in myself Mm -hmm. and my therapist was like basically she was like even if you think those things don't act like you think until you make it (laughs) yeah yeah it's she basically said fake it till you make it but it's like acknowledging but acknowledging that you don't think those things but also acknowledging that those thoughts are not taking you where you want to go yeah so leaving them behind anyway despite what you think and i love that yeah like when i first stopped drinking i would have like i had zero confidence and i would have to just like recognize that but tell myself like okay if i want to do what i want to do i have to just pretend i have some sort of confidence and then do the thing and hopefully i'll be like get excited while i'm doing it and my confidence will like boost up um, mm-hmm. which did which did work for me and i would yeah, say nice. for me i also you you know we all have those invasive thoughts and i especially have those invasive thoughts and i think last year was the year that i really worked on that and what's worked for me is when i have those thoughts where I'm like i'm not good enough or i am not confident enough i've thought i think back i'm like what have i recently accomplished no matter mm-hmm. how big or small i'll be like if i can do that then why should I feel less than? Like, or why should I make my feel, myself feel left, less than if 
I'm able to do so many great things because you say you're not, you, you, and I'm going to talk you up this entire time. You say to your therapist that you don't feel confident. And I'm like, Jenny, look at all of the things that you have accomplished. You have done so much amazing editing for this podcast and we cannot be any more grateful for everything you've done with that. Like yep. you help set up the show notes. Not only that you ha- are a partner in fan mailbox and box of shadows, you're setting up your, um, your pin trading, um, company i don't know what exactly to call it but and on top of this you have a full-time job so i don't think there is any reason you should not be confident in yourself because you are an entirely wonderful and capable woman so that's my little spiel Sorry, I'm cracking up. I'm very dehydrated and a little nervous. But I, unfortunately, but- the brain doesn't work like that. And sometimes we just uh, aren't confident that- in ourselves. But Jenny is the fucking best is the point of the spiel. <laughs> yes. And God agrees. Yeah, God is cracking behind me. <laughs> Space God. God agrees. You are All right, is, there anything, is there anything else we want to say about Carrie Fisher or Star Wars? No, I don't. Okay, well then, uh, I just want to say thank you, Space Mom, and rest in power, drowned in moonlight, strangled by your own bra. Yay! Well, not yay, sadness, but whatever. That's how she wanted to be remembered. I I know. I just (laughs) love that quote. But that is, yeah, that's a great quote. I mean, I don't don't know. I'm not wearing bras. No. (laughs) You can take that out, please. Fuck bras. I'm not wearing a bra. Fuck bras. I'm wearing a comfortable one. There you go. So, yes. (laughs) I think Carrie Fisher would approve of all three of those. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe, review, and rate us. It's the easiest way to help support our podcast. If you want to chat with us about this episode, our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram. Fandom and Wellness on Facebook. And Fandom Wellness on Twitter. You can also find me at Classy Rebel Design. Me at Fan Mailbox. And me at Little Petal, all on Instagram. And if you want bonus content, you can join our fandom family at patreon.com slash fandom and wellness for Patreon exclusive geek sessions. And remember, be kind and take no shit. Yeah. Do, 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 do.